everyone. Welcome to Chit Chat Connoisseur, a Hey Alicia podcast. You can subscribe and listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor FM. So hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Chit Chat Connoisseur, a Hey Alicia podcast. I am Alicia, and I'm so excited for this week's episode. Um, we're actually talking about financial literacy, and we have an amazing, 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 amazing special guest with us today. Um, her name is Danielle Shirley, and she is a financial educator. And this is something that a lot of you have asked about during these fun times that we know is 2020. <laughs> and I think uh, just in general, this is a really interesting topic. So I'm really excited to have you on today. Um, we have a packed episode, lots of uh, questions from our, our listeners, lots of myself, I got some questions too. <laughs> um, so I'm super excited. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it really does warm my heart that you offered to have me on this show. And I'm just really, really privileged to share with your audience. I'm so excited that you're here. I am so excited. So we like to start off uh, the podcast with kind of a life hack of the week <laughs> or something new uh, that we've learned this week. I always think that that helps people and it's just fun to talk about. Um, so this <laughs> week, and this might interest you, I actually learned how to repot an orchid. Um, Ooh. I know I was like, is this what you do in your thirties? <laughs> like your repot plants, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, oh my gosh. yeah, but I did, I bought, um, so funnily enough, I'm finding out that when you buy orchids from, you know, Lowe's or other stores, they come in these really pretty arrangements, but those arrangements are not necessarily in the best way for them to grow and for the roots to breathe and things like that. So I bought a beautiful arrangement from, I think it was Lowe's, it was an orchid, um, and it came in like this moss and I don't know, but it didn't allow it to drain and orchids need to be able to drain. So if anybody's mm -hmm. listening, orchids have to drain. And uh, so, yeah, I literally took it out of the pots that it came in. It was actually two separate plants. I repotted it into something that can drain. It was like a whole thing. I was one with earth. It was a thing. I'm excited. So that's, you know, that's amazing. That's mm -hmm. amazing. I love that you said you're one with earth because honestly, <laughs> whenever, whenever I get those orchids, I'm like, why do they die? And so thank you that, especially yes. the ones with that's wrapped in paper or plastic. Yes. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just me. Okay. No. Thank you for that life hack. Thank you you're very welcome. much. You're very welcome. I <laughs> am forever blessed by that tip. Thank you. Because, mm -hmm. you know, they're expensive. They are not cheap. And me being in the financial industry, girl, mm. I... Uh, that was a treat for me, you know, to spend mm -hmm. what, 20 bucks on an orchid. That's a splurge. It is, That's you know, it is. Anyway. Yeah. I spent a good, like, it's embarrassing. I spent like $40 for that arrangement because it was so, it was no, big I and it you. was so pretty you. and mm -hmm. it was like dying. And I'm like, no, not today. No, we're going to figure this out. <laughs> I was like, not today, Satan, not today. <laughs> so what is your life hack or something that you learned this week? So a life hack for me, and I, I can't say that I've learned it this week, but I have learned it recently, is just automation. Um, mm, so it's that. something that, yes, it's something that you posted about, but it's actually twofold. So the first is to automate my savings. Mm. So I am very... I love to be hands-on, right? So mm -hmm. I love to go into my bank account and make those transfers. I love to do all of those things. But I actually recently downloaded an app and it's called Digit. Mm -hmm. And what Digit does is it automates your savings for you. So mm -hmm. super life hack. If you're busy, if you are, um, you know, just not disciplined with your 
savings, really. Automate. <laughs> automate. Automate. Yes. Automate. Yeah. So it's called automate, Digit, you so, said? Yes. D-I-G-I-T. Digit. Like a number. I'm out um, here and taking notes, girl. Listen, yes, <laughs> automate. Yes. That is definitely a life hack. It kind of frees your mental space. And um, what's really cool about it is Actually, I was going to talk about this later, but let's talk about it now. Like, YOLO. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Um, what's really cool about it is it sends you text messages. Nowadays, we all want to get text messages, alerts, different things like that. And it'll mm-hmm. say, hey, there was a change in your balance or, hey, we transferred this. It kind of works with the way you spend and the way you save. Mm-hmm. And it does things automatically for you. I love it. Absolutely I love, love it. That is such a great life hack. I know that's like the life Life hack hack. of life hacks. And that's definitely why we're here today because so many people, honestly, Danielle, so many people struggle with financial literacy um, and just wellness, if you will. Financial wellness, I think is actually really important. um, And a lot of people struggle with that. So um, I'm actually um, going to get into what we're jamming for this week. I'm going to get into that later because we can just get right into talking about these finances. So I'm excited about it. So, all right. So let's get into this. (laughs) Financial educator, tell me what that means. So I am of the opinion that everyone, especially our community, our youth, our women and men of color, um, people who look like us, black, brown, you know, really everyone, I feel as though education into finances should be accessible to all. Yes. And it is something that I have dove pretty deeply into recently about educating myself on personal finances. We go to school, we learn math, we learn basic fundamentals in math. Um, We learn basic fundamentals in how to get a job. Mm -hmm. We learn Um, you know, how to prepare ourselves with resumes, which is all wonderful. But what happens when you get that job? What happens Mm. when you earn that income? How Mm -hmm. do you personally save yourself from diving into debt, from making poor financial decisions? And so when I realized how much is lacking in the system, I sought to change it. I mean, it first came from a real deep desire to change my own circumstance, Mm -hmm. because let me tell you, I did everything wrong. Mm. You know, I'm so I'm coming from a place of, okay, I dug myself out. I want to help others with their situation as well. Mm-hmm. And so I really don't view myself as a financial advisor or a financial coach. I really want to provide substance, fundamentals, and education. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of like a map that helps others make their own independent thinking and their own independent decisions but Mm -hmm. with a basis of education. Mm -hmm. I love that. So I (laughs) think that in anything in life, it's all about educating people because I do think that a lot of the things that, you know, we learned when we were younger or, you know, just certain things that your parents or people around you tell you over and over again about finances and about all those things that sticks with you. And if you're not educated enough or you don't have someone around you, you know, giving you that advice and talking to you about credit score and talking to you about all these things from when you're young, it's just something. And it's not, not something maybe that you can help. It's just your circumstances, but it's, I really think that knowledge is power, particularly in finances. And, um, I think that it's incredibly important. I I think what you're doing is fantastic. Um, I think that 
everyone needs it on so many levels and, you know, children, I think, you know, helping them to save, you know, little by little, and then all the way Mm -hmm. to, you know, college and then adulthood that people really, really need this education. So I I think it's fantastic. I think it's awesome. And and also to touch on, on what you just said, Mm -hmm. our, our finance, our financial life, right. Mm -hmm. Is established in our home when we're young. Yeah. So more is, is, you know, caught than taught. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that we look around us and we see and we absorb what's in our environment and through our experiences, Mm -hmm. you know, on our first environment is our home. Our first experiences is our parents. Mm -hmm. And it's not our parents, not necessarily that they're trying to give us false information or the wrong information, but we're all trying to survive. We're all trying to thrive. Me as a parent myself, I'm trying to be a great example. It's a cycle. It really is a cycle. And um, I want to establish early on that there is a way to, you know, learn this education early, have experiences, have the fundamentals and the knowledge that you can take with you throughout your adolescence, Mm -hmm. your teens, um, going through college. And then you have a basis to start when you become an adult and you have your own family. Changing the cycle is so important. It really is. And it's so funny that you you mentioned it. I I always say that a class that, you know, we should have been given in high school, even, I mean, middle school, I mean, if you want to take it all the way back, it's financial literacy and how to, how to manage your finances and all these things. And I think that, you know, yes, there's certain classes that are important and we need to make sure that we, you know, have all the fundamentals of math and science and, you know, writing and rhetoric and all these things. But I mean, Mm -hmm. it's actually really important too, to learn about your finances. And I actually think it's one of the most, if not the most (laughs) important thing that you should learn, particularly in our country and just how things work, you know? Um, so let's get right into it. Um, you touched a little bit briefly on, you know, yourself and, and what your mission is. And I appreciate you sharing that. I think sometimes people think that, um, I think there's power in someone starting a business or some sort of and spearheading some sort of initiative in their life when there's a purpose and it's coming from a place of, I've been through this before, right? And I've, I've been yes. through some financial hardships or I've had to learn some really hard lessons and I want to be able to teach someone else and, and show someone else that they don't make the same mistakes that I made. Um, so I think that there's, there's a lot of power in that um, and about, you know, kind of, kind of bringing the next person with you, you know what I mean? Like yes. along the journey. And I think that's absolutely wonderful. And um, so you are a financial educator and something that I have seen um, on your social media and what you've been advertising, and I'm so excited, is an e-course that you are teaching. So tell us a little bit more about this e-course. I am so thrilled to offer this. And Mm -hmm. it really just brings my whole philosophy full circle Um, And it's called Intentional Money University. Mm -hmm. I think that name speaks volumes. It's all about being intentional with your money because you Mm -hmm. can't change your money or you can't develop wealth unless you're intentional about it. Mm. You have to be intentional with your savings. You have to be intentional with your spending. You have to be Mm. intentional with how you earn money. Mm -hmm. And um, starting at a young age, building that intentionality. And I I go, you know, so far as to say it's university, because not only am I planting the seed in our in our youth, that I do still firmly believe in education. So this is their first university course, 
um, mm-hmm. in something that's really impactful for them at a young age. So what Intentional Money University is, is it's an e-course. I know that right now in, in uh, 2020, <laughs> COVID, we cannot do this in person. So I developed an e-course and it's about three to four hours at mm-hmm. your own pace. Um, you can watch 30 minutes at a time on the weekends with your parents. And the e-course is broken down into baby steps. Mm-hmm. Um, each lesson talks about a different subject. Now, this e-course is perfect for, I want to say, 8 to 18. Okay. Um, 8 is on the younger side. You definitely have to use your, your discretion as a parent to see if this course may be something that's good for your 8-year-old. Um, I've noticed that 10 is really a good age, but listen, if your five-year-old wants to take the course, by all means, that's great. Um, The (laughs) earlier, the better. (laughs) The earlier, the better. That's right. Uh, (laughs) um, But so here's the lessons Mm -hmm. that we we go over in the e-course. And um, the first lesson, and I did this very intentionally, is the money mindset. Mm -hmm. And it's something I actually talked about um, a few days ago on Instagram Live. Without an effective money mindset, all the other lessons are lost. Mm. And here's why. You can do math all day long. You can do addition, subtraction. You can do your budget. You can crunch the numbers all day long. But if you don't switch your mindset into an effective money mindset, Mm -hmm. it, it leaves you open to um, you know, all of these, these traps, like the debt trap, like emotional mm-hmm. spending, like, uh, you know, all of these different things, you have to be clear on money mindset. Now what's money mindset. It's setting goals. It's prioritizing. It's, um, you know, a lot of affirmation work. It's a lot of those things, creating a vision from a very young age. And this actually taps on something that one of your followers, um, was asking about is, you know, how do we break this cycle? of things that come from generations or things that Mm. come from our environment. Well, we have to switch that mindset, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's why I made that the first lesson. Now, Mm -hmm. lesson number two um, for our kids is how to make money. A lot Mm -hmm. of times they see the parents going out to work, coming home. They miraculously have money, um, but Mm -hmm. they don't really know how it's made. They don't know where it comes from or how it's made. Exactly. They Mm -hmm. don't really know how it's made. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's pretty much what that lesson is about. Um, traditional employment, entrepreneurship. We also talk about online money because nowadays in 2020, more kids are actually earning an income than ever mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. So I want them to know how money is made because a lot of times they view our parents as ATM machines. And that's not how money is made. <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> it's like I was, my dad would always, you know, I, it's like Hillary from Fresh Prince. Like I was that girl, like, daddy, can I borrow $500? You know, like that's, and, and most children really are this way. You just think that money comes out, there's a money tree in the backyard and money comes out of nowhere, you know? So I definitely agree with that. <laughs> I, I have to pause for a second because uh-huh. I always make that joke that, um, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, but it mm-hmm. actually does. And here's why. Okay. I helped my mom start her own online nursery during the pandemic. You did. And I did. And it's been highly successful. And let me tell you, her money grows on her trees. Okay. She sells. (laughs) Yes. And I'm like, oh my God, my whole life has been a lie. Money grows on trees. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that was just a funny joke. So. Of course. Yeah, you can definitely find ways. I think um, during this pandemic, a lot of people have been finding ways to make, create income, whether it is that they've lost, you know, a corporate job or, you know, whatever the situation is, a lot of people, or even, you know what, honestly, to have something to do. You know, I know a lot of people are really struggling with being in quarantine and being at home. And, and although some things have opened, a lot of things are still closed and it's, it's the, you know, the way of life and socializing and going out is not the same as what it once used to be. Um, so oh, absolutely. yeah, I think a lot of people have created businesses and, and, and pivoted in their, you know, finances and how to make money during this time. So that's actually a really great point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so that's my second le lesson is how to actually make money. Mm -hmm. Lesson number three is, okay, you've made money. Now what, what do mm -hmm. you do with it? Um, sure. And here's where we talk about budgeting. Here's where we talk about how to spend your money. Mm -hmm. Here's how, here's where we talk about how to give. Um, and I feel like these are pretty basic for adults to understand, but kids, I feel as though there's a disconnect. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's why they get money for free from the ATM mom mm -hmm. or dad mm -hmm. <laughs> or grandparents or wh whoever. Yeah. And then they spend every dime, every mm -hmm. penny. They spend it all, mm -hmm. get free money, spend it all, get free money, spend it all. I want to break that cycle. So we need to know how to uh, earn. Then we mm -hmm. need to know how to spend it, mm -hmm. how to save it and how to give it. So that's lesson number three. Mm -hmm. Lesson number four, um, we talk about, I call it the millionaire math, right? Mm -hmm. So we talk about investing wisely. And we also talk about the power of compound interest. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I call this millionaire math is because the earlier you start having compound interest on your side, literally the earlier you can become a millionaire, point blank. Yeah, yeah. And I feel as though a lot of kids view millionaires as some lofty goal impossible to reach it is not it, it's just way out there that they don't even put that as a goal um, but really what this lesson shows is the power of compound interest in interest bearing accounts mm -hmm. so i think and i know that sounds complex you know talking to a child that way but i absolutely make it very simple i don't use big words i actually don't even use numbers mm -hmm. to teach all of this mm -hmm. because learning for them at that age has to be simple mm -hmm. and it has to be fun yes simple yes. fun period i love that um, i love that yeah and so i really talk to a lot of parents because they're normally the decision maker in enrolling their children into this course. And so I have to really explain to them what value they're getting. Mm -hmm. um, so that's lesson number four is millionaire math. Um, five, six, seven, and eight are really advanced. Um, it's talking about taxes, mm -hmm. talking about credit, talking about the basics of real estate and early college planning. Now, the reason why I included these in my lesson is because number one, like I've said before, the earlier, the better. The better. Mm -hmm. People are buying homes at 18, 19. You know, I am not going to hold back this information from anyone who wants to learn. Like I said, information and education needs to be accessible to all. Mm -hmm. The earlier, the better. And the reason why I included all of these is because I did a poll recently asking what subjects do you wish were taught in school? And let me tell you, I've had so many kids, my daughter's age, 13, 14, 15, tell me 
that they want to learn about taxes. Hmm. I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, are you sure? <laughs> like, yeah. No, you yeah. don't. No, you don't. <laughs> but yes, they do. And I've had so many people around her age tell me that they want to learn about credit, that they want to learn about real estate, that they mm. want to learn about all of these things. Um, I threw credit, in, uh, I threw college planning in there, even though that wasn't really a highly recommended um, topic, but I am a firm believer of college planning and going to college debt-free as much as possible, scholarships, grants, doing all of these things the right way, because it is often that an 18 through 21 year old is straddled with 80, $100,000 of debt. So their starting point is already in the negative. Is already in the negative. Yeah. That, I mean, that student is loans are killer for a lot of people. Yes. Um, they, it's, you know, I, you know, I look back on, on so many like decisions that you've made in your life. And I think, why didn't I go to a community college first and, and save money, you know, even going to a community college and paying less tuition and doing all those courses and then transferring with a scholarship or with a grant, you know, or something like that. But you know, it's not, sometimes you just, you don't make those decisions. You go to the four year, you know, public university and all these things. And, you know, you think about how student debt really impacts so many people and so many people can be, it's like you work your whole life, you do well in school, you go to college or university, you now taken on this debt. And then now you're out into the workforce. Like you said, not a lot of financial literacy. So you kind of really don't know how to manage your money. You're already starting off in the negative into the, you know, into your career. And now you have to pay all of that back. And the burden that that has for so many people that want to continue school or want to go to grad school or want to go, you know, become a lawyer, go to law school or, you know, do their, have, get a PhD. And that to me is, is it sucks <laughs> if there's a lack of a better term. Um, and, and I it think does. it is, it does. And I think it really is important to somewhat break this cycle of, oh, you yes. want to go to college or you're going to have to take a loan. You know what I mean? And, and not saying that it's bad. Some people, hey, that's just what you have to do. And there are people that have great success stories and they've been able to pay off their debt. But at the same time, I think we have to, you're right. We have to start talking about that and put it in their brain now. So mm -hmm. they know when it gets to that time, what they can do, you know, to avoid where Absolutely. a lot of us are in life. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it's, it's a hard lesson to teach. And mm -hmm. here's why e even adults have an issue with this. I, I have an issue with this. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm speaking to myself as well, but kids especially um, have an issue with this is seeing beyond the immediate, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, we enter college at 18 and we're like, Oh, I'll figure out the loans and <laughs> you know, in four years when I'm done, you yeah. know, I'll figure it out later. It, 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 <laughs> yeah. But then later comes and then we're like, oh my God, it's the same thing about retirement. You know, a lot of uh, people our age think, oh, retirement is so far away. I'll, I'll just figure it out later. That's right. And then later comes faster than you realize. So um, I feel like kids being able to reach and relate and speak their language mm -hmm. and say, you know, I hear you. Um, I trust you. I trust you. They want to be heard. They want to feel like their feelings are valid. They want all of these things. So providing that to them and also letting them know, like I was in your shoes. Mm -hmm. I was in your shoes. I'm coming from <laughs> the voice of regret. The voice of, <laughs> the voice of regret. You're like, oh, I have me. stories. 
<laughs> Definitely. Don't be like me. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just it's, kidding. I'm just it's, kidding. No, but I think I think that's good though too, because again, you're coming from a relatable space, you know, and and coming from also a place where you really want to lift up others up to not have to go through certain things or just to learn and just to give back in that way. So we talked a lot about um, you know, children and you know, financial education for those that are younger. What tips or, you know, steps could you give to someone or recommend to someone who is in their thirties, right? And, or twenties even, I mean, we could twenties, thirties, sometimes forties and are really looking for just financial stability and wellness. What steps could you recommend for those folks? Well, first and foremost, I think 2020 taught us a lot about job security. Yes. And, um, you know, those that are in their 20s and 30s, um, you know, maybe this is their first time having a job or maybe they've been in the job market for a while. Um, 2020 was a year that really flipped everything on its head. And so the most, the the four most important words that I have for our 30 year olds out there is, um, you know, Excuse me. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry, let me grab some water. No, you're all good. I'm gonna have a water break too. Oh my gosh! I told you I was drinking a vodka coffee earlier. Oh really? Oh my god! I was god. like, let me get some water. H two O. H two O. I don't blame you. Excuse me. It's all good. Okay, so for our thirty year olds, our twenty year olds, our whatever year olds, okay, my advice is multiple streams of income. Amen. What I mean, seriously, because the the myth of job security is just that it's a myth. And um, we're going through really hard economic times right now. And I want to equip you to equip yourself Mm -hmm. to protect yourself to protect your mental space to protect all of these things and finances really puts a damper on your emotions, your mental space, all of that. So the better you can equip yourself, I really feel um, the better you are holistically, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mental health, um, you know, and wealth really go hand in hand. And so um, my advice really is that in your 20s and 30s, you have the energy, you have, you're equipped with so much that you know technology inside and out. You know social media inside and out. There's yes. a wealth of information that's available to you through just studying, through courses. Like I offer courses on investing and different things like that. Um, we're at an age that um, we have hustle within us. Mm. And um, so, for example, here, here's a perfect example. So for people who are kind of shying away from the entrepreneurial field, there's still other ways to make multiple streams of income. And here's what I mean. Um, Look around your home. Is there something that you could sell that you're no longer using? That's a way to make extra money. I know. Like a Poshmark. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. I was just about to say that. There Mm -hmm. are so many people who have hundreds of dollars of clothes in their closet that they never wear. And Poshmark is perfect. I know people are still purchasing on Poshmark even during the pandemic. They are. And shoes, shoes are a great one. Handbags, handbags are a great one. Um, you know, for men, maybe they have some tools that they don't use and maybe they want to upgrade or bikes. I see so many people selling things around their house and could bring you an extra $500 and that $500 could 
make or break it for that mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I talk about. That's what I mean by multiple streams of income for someone who doesn't really want to go the entrepreneurial route. Because me as an entrepreneur, I love, I love entrepreneurship, but I realize it's not for everyone. It's so not. there are other ways you can make extra money. You could, um, you know, you could, <coughs> the seat is back. <laughs> the seat is back. <laughs> Um, you, okay. you can sell things around the house. You can also get a part-time job. Maybe it's not in your industry, but it will help to, you know, provide that extra, that extra income. Now for entrepreneurs, I mean, the sky is the limit. I mean, you could sell things online. You can um, sell services. You know, you, you can become a consultant, use your expertise, your college education, or whatever expertise you have in the field to provide a service to others and get paid for it. Um, that is also something that I really advocate is, is using your gifts, using your gifts that you have, you are already enough. Mm-hmm. Um, use it at, during this time to create an online business. That's right. I think, you know, during this time, I, you know, I've been um, writing and doing my blog and, you know, this Hey Alicia brand for about six years now, you know, and when it first started, it truly was just writing and writing about travels. Um, I used to travel a lot in, you know, corporate America for my job at the time. So I've seen quite a lot of the United States and different cities. And it was just really a great space to talk about traveling and talking about all the places that I've been. And then it evolved into something else. It evolved into more of, um, you know, talking about pop culture and all these things, because that's stuff that I've always been interested in. But I realized that I wasn't, um, I wasn't feeling fruitful and I wasn't feeling good about what I was doing. And it wasn't making me want to get up and work on my website and get up and work on things and post stuff. It just wasn't, it wasn't pushing me to do that. So it pivoted to where it really is now talking about, you know, my life experiences and, you know, inspiring others and, and motivating others, or sometimes just talking about what is happening, you know, and, 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 and in that you end up motivating other people. And I kind of sat back and I said, well, you know, my blog is doing really great. I have subscribers. Why don't I start an apparel line online? I mean, I'm always saying, you know, I, I'm a a hot mess. Thank you for the shirt. Oxtail extra gravy. I'm so happy you're wearing it. And you know, I'm very extra gravy-ish today. Extra gravy. That's right. And you know, just so many shirts and sayings and all these things. And I, was really excited to see, Hey, this is, this is extra income. And this is a, an additional stream of income for me. And, and not only is it that it's empowering other people to wear fun clothes and, um, all of that. So I completely agree with you. I think during this time, it's really important to kind of rack up if you will. Um, you mentioned Poshmark. Poshmark is a fantastic way to get rid of stuff. I've gotten rid of hundreds of dollars worth of clothes. I actually bought it was new with tag, but I bought these little super cute Harry Potter earrings because that's who I am as a person um, on Poshmark. But that's the only thing I've bought. But nonetheless, I, I get what you're saying that we're oftentimes sitting on a lot of money. Um, and I don't think people really realize that that is extra, an extra source of income. So that's a really great point. Um, and also to your point about 
just really, you know, entrepreneurship, if that's something that's right for you, then there's so many online services or consulting. There's just so many options um, to really get yourself out there. So I am loving all this information and we <laughs> have actually a ton of questions from our listeners today. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. So we might not make it through all of them because we had quite a lot, but we'll make it through some because I think these are really great questions that people have. So our first question is from Andrea from Davie, Florida. And she actually, which I think you answered this, but she did actually ask about the best way to budget and what is the best budgeting app recommendation that we can use? Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Andrea, for your question. That's actually a wonderful question. I love to budget. And a lot of people have a negative um, relationship with the word budget because they feel it's very restricting. Mm -hmm. But I, on the flip side, feel like it's very freeing because what's more restrictive is spending. And then all of a sudden the month ends and you're in the negative Mm -hmm. and you're paying a wealth of overdraft fees, which could be avoided just by planning your money. And I've learned this technique through um, a bunch of resources actually teach this. And it's, it's something that you can Google. It's called a zero-based budget. Mm-hmm. Basically, you take all of your expenses, all of your bills, you know, your light, your water, your cell phone, your cable, just list them out. Um, and also anything that you pay for monthly. So it doesn't have to necessarily be a bill, but it is something that you spend money on. So for example, hair, nails, if you get those done every month. Um, for men, if you get a haircut every month, um, daycare, if you pay for daycare, all, anything you pay for, list it out. And you want your budget to reach zero. Mm-hmm. So any extra money that's left over after you've satisfied all of your bills, after you've satisfied all of your other expenses, after you've satisfied car, groceries, eating out, I mean, the list is exhaustive. Do not miss anything. So for example, if you... Um, know that you buy lunch out on the street um, every single day, right? Maybe you work and you don't bring your lunch and you buy lunch out. Calculate that too. That's, mm-hmm. that's stuff that you spend money on. And you want the budget to reach zero because any additional money is going to go to either debt or it's going to go to savings that's so that it. you reach zero. Mm-hmm. Very, very basic. I want budgeting for people to start out um, who are afraid of budgeting or don't like budgeting I used to just write it on a piece of paper um, every single month or every single paycheck because it was really hard for me to stick to it when I first started. So I had to do it like every single week. And I was very disciplined about just writing it on a piece of paper. Okay, here's what's coming up. Here's what I made. Here's what I, what I have left. But now I know that apps are really amazing way to help us automate kind of like what I was talking about in the beginning. Yes. Um, the less exhausted you are about going through that physical work, the better. If you can make it simple, why not? So, um, yes, yes. So I have three apps that, um, that I found for Andrea and, um, my first one is called every dollar. It's a free app and it does a zero based budget for you, which is kind of like what I talked about. It's free. Um, it's a great tool. You plug in everything one time and then the next month it saves those settings. So you never have to plug in your light bill, for example, unless it changes, you know, you never have to plug in your credit card payment. You just kind of go off of that. Okay. Um, another one that's really good is called Wally, W-A-L-L-Y. Um, they're all free apps. They're really great for budgeting. Um, 
And then like I talked about in the beginning, um, the app called Digit, it's really good for savings. So if savings is part of your budget, Digit can help you set up and categorize different things that you wanna save for. So I have three savings categories. I have my rainy day category, I have my savings for um, student loan payments, and I also have savings for uh, travel. So Digit will categorize them for you depending on whatever you input into that system. So you set it up once and it's automatic. So I need to check that out. I've been doing my budgeting old school um, mm -hmm. through Excel. <laughs> so I actually have an Excel <laughs> document that I, you know, created and it actually has saved my life in the last few years because, you know, before it's like you said, like you're every paycheck that comes in or, you know, you're kind of trying to figure it out. You're like, okay, let me, you know, do this. And then you might miss something and then heaven forbid, you know, the month ends and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, and you're short or whatever it may be. Uh, so I've been doing it that way. And I, I spent one day, I think, you know, every year I'll spend one day or, you know, a couple hours just really going through this template that I've created with formulas and all these things. But it actually really helps because then every, you know, when you have to pay bills, you kind of just know, okay, this is what I'm paying this month. And, you know, I have separate bank accounts to make everything work and everything's pulled from where it needs to. Um, but I think a for me, that took some time. So something else is automating that for me and figuring it out for me. So 10 times better. So Andrea, yeah, I hope that answered your question, girl, because <laughs> that, that yes. was a lot of information and yes. a lot of what Danielle said, they were free. Um, so, and it's apps that you can use that are free um, that would really help you to, uh, you know, budget. Um, and, and you know what, um, Andrea, another thing is the best app or the best method is the one that you're going to stick to. Sure. I, I can I can recommend things for you, Alicia. Um, your Excel program is actually something that I really like too because it's, that's just my personality too. But if it's not right for you, then it's not right, period. Mm -hmm. You have to find something that is gonna be fun and easy for you to stick to that matches your personality type and that you're gonna be consistent with because budgeting is all about being consistent and intentional. So play around with those ideas, you know, take the Excel, take the, the Wally, the Every Dollar, the, the Mint app too, has a good app, um, and the paper and pens, the paper and pen uh, uh, method, and try what works for you that you're going to stick with month after month. Month after month. I love that. Yeah. So we have time for maybe two or three more questions, but I really want to okay. get this one in here because we talked about a couple of these. So one of the questions is, uh, three out of black, three out of four black households and four out of five Latino households ages 25 to 64 have less than $10,000 in retirement savings compared to one out of two white households. How do we change that? And how do we make this a priority in our communities? And this is a question from Ray um, in Sunrise, Florida. Ray, I love your question. And the fact that you're asking how do we prioritize this in our community shows that you have a desire mm -hmm. to help affect this change. And that's really all that I come from is if I want to see a change in my community, I have to be the change that I want to see. Sure. So Ray, I definitely applaud you for this question. Um, I think that the, the first step to affect this change is the number one chapter in my course, which is money mindset. A mm -hmm. lot of mindset work is not taught on a bigger scale. And we come from a community and from 
from our youth, seeing what is around us in our environment, and learning from our experiences. So if we come from scarcity and lack, we need to mold the mindset to abundance. It is so hard to see past what is right in front of us. It is so hard to see past that scarcity, that hustle, that grind, that um, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. It's so hard to see past that, but we need to bring forth that education mm-hmm. and really, really like drill it in um, that there is more, that there is an abundant life ahead. I think a lot of um, our community can really benefit from the social aspect of it, right? Um, everyone's on social media. Everyone learns from their peers. Everyone trusts their peers. So I believe that planting the seed and creating a social movement in educating our, our Black households, our Latino households, um, creates this social change that will really be more impactful than me sitting in front of you and talking about numbers. Mm-hmm. It, I think that, something you brought up such a great point about social media. I find myself being so motivated when I follow accounts that are financial te- coaches or advisors, or they're talking about how to, um, a lot of, a lot of what you're saying on Twitter, I, you know, I follow you on Twitter and on Instagram and you talk about, you know, instead of buying the, you know, the burger from the restaurant or the sandwich from the restaurant, why don't you invest that money into the stock, right. Or into the, the, the stock or, of the company, you know, of that particular company. And I thought about that. I'm like, that's something when you tell a kid that you might think, well, kid won't get that. But if you consistently tell children that, and then even yourself that you're right, it changes your mindset and it helps you kind of reframe this, like you said, scarcity coming from scarcity and struggle and the hustle and the grind and not saying that those are bad things. Those are all wonderful things that a lot of our parents, particularly immigrant parents and us, you know, first generation, we, we have seen that. But at the same time, I do think reframing your mindset is the first step because then everything else kind of follows, right? And everything else kind of just trickles down. So that's so important, I think. Yeah, you you really can't teach hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do love the, I do love coming from, from those types of backgrounds because mm-hmm. they teach you some life lessons that you can't learn in a book, you know, living you through some experiences, but also the reward of it is coming out on the other side. So yeah. um it's a double-edged sword, you know, um, I, I really do, my heart really does go out to reaching, to reaching this generation. My, that's my mission. Absolutely. That's such a great question. Thank you for answering that. <laughs> and then we do have one more question, prep yes. might fit in another one because these are really good, but we have Tina from Hollywood, Florida, and she actually brought up a fantastic question, which is how do you create generational wealth when you are still building wealth? Uh, I think that is so important. And that actually was a question that I would have asked you. And then I saw, (laughs) you know, Tina sent that in and I thought to myself, it's true. I mean, if you are not in a space where you have that disposable income or you have that much savings, how do you create this generational wealth for yourself and for those who come to follow? So how does that work? Tina, this is such a beautiful question. And I think that you, like you said, Alicia, a lot of parents are asking this exact same question. And that's the reason why I created this course is because 
a lot of us, we're trying to figure it out ourselves. We're trying to figure out our day to day. I'm a parent myself. I have two kids. I don't know if I mentioned that, but I have a 13 year old and a five year old. I'm trying to figure it out too. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, I applaud all the parents out there. I applaud all the caregivers. I applaud all the grandparents, aunts, uncles, you know, everyone's just trying to really do the best that they can. And um, so here's my tip. I really love this answer too, because I feel like it's something you can put into immediate action. Mm -hmm. Um, So here's the thing. When you're trying to build wealth, you have to really analyze what situation you're in right now. Are you in a, you're building wealth for yourself situation right now? Are you in a struggle money situation right now? Are you trying to get out of debt? Really analyze those situations. If you truly do not, we'll back it up for a second. If you do, have some disposable income. Now, even if that's five, 10, $20, you know, um, maybe instead of getting your nails done, you can spend $40 and um, put that aside and do your nails yourself. That's something that I do all the time. I never have my nails done, rarely ever have my nails done. Um, And I I tell myself that's $45 gone. Okay. But um, really making that a priority to put aside something very small. I always say that when you are trying to build something that you've never done before, make it so that you're, you're giving yourself instant wins. So, okay. So we got that $20, we got that $40. Now, what do we do with it? Generational wealth is assets, right? Mm -hmm. The, the least expensive asset that I can think of is stocks, right? You have businesses, you have real estate, you have all of these other things that are assets, but what you can actually start investing in right now are stocks. And what I mean by stocks are look and do your research. I want you to really take time, maybe take a couple of days to go through a list of some of the highest dividend paying stocks. And here's the reason why you can park your money in a very safe company that you that you spend your money with so basically a company that you know you're not going to invest your money in a company that you don't know mm-hmm. that is my first tip so let's say for example this is what i do personally i look up companies that i spend my money with like for example i have an iphone that's I, right apple um, I have an Apple iPhone. I have um, the person who um, gives me my wireless service is AT&T. Now I look up AT&T and I see that they pay dividends. Well, look at that. So I park my money in AT&T. Now I see that they pay, right. Just kind of like going back to the example of, uh, that, that you had mentioned that I brought my daughter to Shake Shack and I said, well, if you spend the money, uh, that you were about to spend on that burger and we eat at home, then you can own a portion of Shake Shack. And she was like, yeah, mom, whatever. Okay. Uh, but, <laughs> but she did, she did get it. She, she said, you know, when she walks in there, she's going to say, I own this place, that's you know, right. mm-hmm. but, um, but anyway, so going back to the AT&T example, um, I opened up an account and it's called a uniform gift to minors. That way um, I control the account until my daughter is of the age of majority. Now it depends on your state. In Florida, it's 21. So she won't have access to this money until she's 21. Um, actually, sorry, I, I misspoke. 
she can have the account transferred to her when she's the age of majority, which is 21. Um, and so I basically park about $50 in there a month and I pick which dividend paying stock or bond that I, that I want her to have. So it will grow in there as the company stock goes up, it will continue to grow. I pick pretty safe companies and the dividend just drips back into the account. Wow. So it's that compound interest effect that you have for them. Now, if that's only $10 a month for you, it's $10. Now, one of my um, favorite tips, and I'll leave you with this, is if you really, really do not have it, and it's just tight, it's tight, I get it, I was there, I get it. Now, our kids tend to get money pretty easy. We, on the other <laughs> hand, we have to work pretty hard, but our that's kids right. get money pretty easy. So there's about two or three times a year that they get a lot of money on their birthdays and on holidays. In my course, I teach that every dollar you get, you split it in three. So let's say the kid gets $100 for their birthday, right? Well, 33 is savings. Bye-bye, $33. $33 they can spend with until they're blue in the face. They can get all the candy they want. They can get whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And then the other 33, they have to give hmm. that is creating an abundance mindset because when you're able and mature enough to decide, okay, I'm going to give this $33. Now, whether you um, have something that you want to donate to a cause that you want to donate to, or let's say, um, you know, you are religious and you tithe or whatever it is, you're teaching them at a young age that you need to separate those funds. Okay, so let's start off with the $33 to spend. I mean, that's pretty easy. They just go to the store and they spend. Sure. But the $33, that builds their generational wealth. You can mm -hmm. park that. That's the $33 that you can use to buy AT&T. And, yeah. mm -hmm. yes, and let me tell you, Right now, AT&T is about $29. Not bad. <laughs> I'm taking notes. <laughs> yes. I'm here and like I'm telling you. Yes, because listen, I'm all about finding creative ways to make it work, you know? Right. And it, I'm telling you, my, I think my daughter for her birthday got like $300 cash. So I was like, girl, um, hello. No. <laughs> okay. A hundred of that dollars needs to be put away. Thank you very much. And you know, we need to, we need to just put it away right away. Put mm -hmm. it away. And then you right don't think about away. it. It's, it's the same way that I tell people, you know, you got a paycheck every week and the best thing that you can do. I mean, the advice I've kind of always followed for myself is, you know, you have a hundred percent, you know, that's your paycheck, 20% of it, put that away instantly, put that in a savings account that you don't even, you know, direct deposit. You don't even see it. It goes straight to that account that way. By the time you look at that account, you have, you know, four or five figures in there and you're like, Oh, wait a second. <laughs> you know, I didn't realize yes. that that was in there. If you just don't touch it. And I think too, you could probably do it at a bank that isn't attached to your checking account or your savings account. So that way it's not a bank. Like it's just a bank. That's just pure savings that you don't have really a lot of access to that helps for someone who, you know, need a little bit more discipline. 
Yes. Um, it, it actually helps if you just do that right away. Cause like you said, it's money that you're not looking at, you know? Um, and Absolutely. then the rest of that is what you've used to, you know, with all these apps we've talked about and all these different tools that you've budgeted for your bills. And then the rest of that, that's disposable income for you. You know, whether you put that towards, you know, your debt or whatever, you know what I mean? But I think that's actually a really great point that you bring up is these little things, even if it's $10 here, or like you said, you know, your daughter, $33 and you put that or a hundred dollars rather, and you put that away somewhere. Those are little things that you said that AT&T one stock is $29. You know, if you have that, just might as well buy it. And like you said, you'll start to see that money turn over and you put that away somewhere. So I, I mean, these are, when I tell you that this is like such, I'm so excited that we, I'm so excited we talked in general, um, but I'm really excited that we did speak about this and that this was a topic yeah. that so many people had brought up to me. Again, this is something that myself, I was really excited to talk about. Um, and I think that during this time, it's so important to think about the future um, and to think about these things to set ourselves up because what 2020 has taught me a lot of things. <laughs> 2020 saw me that I like plants, um, but also 2020, <laughs> right? I'm like, who yes. would have thought I would have been repotting an orchid? But you I'm know, 20, such a plant mom. Yes. Yes. I mean, but 2020 has truly taught me that um, life is not promised. And that's the, the first thing I, I really think that this year kind of hit home with me a lot. And I think I knew that before, but I, I really do think it hit me this year that life truly isn't promised. And I think what is so important that people tend to lose sight of is you got to do what you can today and that'll affect you in the future and do everything that you can today. Be the best that you can be today. Save money if you can't take, cause it'll set you up because we just never know what's going to happen. You know, there's some, there's millions and millions of people that have lost their job and, and don't have that job security. Like you said, it doesn't exist. Right. And, um, I think that it's really important that we're taking these, this time where we're just sitting at home to listen to a podcast like this about this or watch something on YouTube or read books on financial literacy and what you can do to set yourself up. So I, I think this is fantastic. I'm, I'm so happy that you came on, um, to talk about this and to share your knowledge. I, I you, you, you're the real deal. Holy filled, um, oh. for sure. So <laughs> thank I, you so much. Absolutely. I appreciate it. So the, um, I guess what we can do is kind of pivot a little bit. Um, or actually no, how much is the course, the, the e-course for financial education? Yes. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't know. I just remember now I'm like, I'm sure a lot of people are going to get excited about this. Tell us yes. more. So, so I'm so excited to launch it. It, it officially launches on September 15th, 2020. You Wonderful. can pre-order the course right now. You can pre-order the course and it's at a discount. So there's advantages to pre-ordering it. I'm so sorry if you're listening after the 15th, sorry, <laughs> but um, actually right now it is 30 which is amazing because if you have more than one child in the household, you only need to buy the course once. Okay. Mm -hmm. And everyone in the household can, can listen to it. Um, listen. After September 15th, however, um, it will go up to 40. So okay. there are advantages to pre-ordering. And I do that very intentionally because that's teaching. That's the first lesson in money management is saving money when you can. That's right. Like Pre-ordering. So I'm like, <laughs> what is it called? Uh, when, you, when you're giving like a back message, uh, 
Like you know a, what I mean? <laughs> I know what you mean. Like a hidden message there. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, so there's, yes. There's hidden benefits to, you know, taking advantage of a discount when you can. Absolutely. And um, when it launches on the 15th, you'll be able to watch it right away. You can watch it in segments. Like I said, you can break it down in 30 minute segments or you can watch all three to four hours straight. Um, it's definitely up to you. I love that. Love that. So yeah, and where can we find you online and where can we find this information? Awesome. So I am primarily on Instagram at okay. D classy. So that's D C L A S S E Y D classy. Um, I have several links in my bio. The first is um, to this course. It is called intentional money university. I am you one one financial literacy for our youth. It is amazing. And it's definitely there in the link in my bio. Um, what's really cool about that link as well is if you scroll down, you'll see I have tons of research, uh, resources rather that help you learn about stock market investing. Cause I know I talked about that a lot here today. Um, and I am definitely no expert um, on the stock market. So what I did was I educated myself. I took these courses that taught me stock market and options trading. Um, so definitely check those out. Those are not done by me, but they are done by two African-American young men who are killing it in the stock market game. So I highly, highly recommend those courses. Um, they've made a difference in my investing game. And I'm telling you, I've been pretty much a newbie in the past five months. I've really been aggressively investing um, since the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. And it has totally changed my outlook on stock market investing. I mean, I have made at least $2,500 in the past few months just by that's doing their message. And um, that's another way, uh, another side hustle is that you can do affiliate marketing, which is what I do for those courses. Um, you know, you can sell other people's products that you don't even have to make yourself. So there you go. I love um, that. <laughs> As an influencer, that's, so, that's where the money is. And let um, me tell you, yeah, great you income. can find me there. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. Absolutely. So um, on Instagram, I'm also on Twitter as well. You'll catch some really cute, fun money um, quotes and tips and other things like that. But primarily on Instagram, um, you'll find the link in my bio. Fantastic. Well, thank you for coming and sharing all of this amazing, amazing information today. Um, so we kind of like to end our show with a little bit of miscellaneous chit chat uh, on what's new, you know, in life and pop culture and beauty and all these things. So at first I would be so missing an opportunity to give a huge shout out. We found out yesterday that Chadwick Boseman, um, our amazing you know, superhero, Black Panther, and so many other incredible works of art that he's done passed away yesterday from colon cancer at the oh. age of, I think, 42 um, that I read online. That is so sad. Uh, so I mean, sad. it's so sad. And I have been, I am such a Marvel comics fan. Um, this house, we are a Marvel house. We like, 
I mean, we go to the movies. <laughs> so I was like, for the first night, you know, trying to watch the movie, I saw Black Panther twice in the movie theater. I've watched Endgame a thousand times. I mean, my boyfriend <laughs> makes fun of me all the time because he's like, you're watching it again. And it's just like, I, but I love it so much, you know? Um, so yeah, it's been just like a strange morning, but something I was thinking in just in, in our grief and sadness about this, because obviously losing someone who's a superhero that looks like you and looks like your kids and, you know, just brought so much pride to the screen and it's like something that we can claim as ours and you can be a a superhero and a king and a queen and all these wonderful things that I think that it's also made me think he filmed all of these movies with cancer and battling colon cancer I mean he Mm -hmm. filmed Black Panther and all these you know physically you know heavy movies and I just thought to myself I you got to live your life you know what I mean and you have to live your life in a way that you're leaving a legacy behind you. And it might not be as impactful as being Black Panther, (laughs) you know, the first Black superhero, but it's just going to, it's just going to leave such an impact. And it's also, again, teaching us to just live our lives every single day to the absolute fullest because you never know. You just never know. So in that, I tried to like reel myself in with that message and it's still hard, you know, but that's all I got. I'm wearing my, you know, Wakanda Forever shirt today. I figured I'd give a, a shout out. Wakanda Forever. Um, <laughs> wearing that today, but that's 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 my chit chat for the day. It that's is mine. so oh my god, it is so terribly sad. Now I can't say that I share the same Marvel Marvel love that you do. Um, <laughs> I do not watch TV, I do not go to the movies, but I will tell you I did see Black Panther several times and that was probably one of the first Marvel movies I watched. And I don't know if that's accurate, actually. But um, <laughs> but let me tell you, that is, his character changed so much about, you know, the way that we, our young girls and boys, view, you know, Black people. I that's mean, right. they, were, they were scientists in there. That's they right. were the leaders of their communities. Mm-hmm. They were powerful. I mean, let that sink in for you. That representation. Everything. Wow. Everything. everything. I mean, everything. Wakanda forever. I mean, yes. just the, just. It was the, a movement. It was a movement. A I movement. mean, honestly, I mean, uh, my boyfriend and I have a silly handshake and I forget most of what the handshake is, but I always remember that we end it with Wakanda forever, Aww, I love <laughs> you that. know? So it's, um yeah, definitely a loss. But like I said, I'm just trying to find some sort of joy in happiness, knowing that he did all of this for us and left this legacy and, and, and kept this private and was, you know, ended his life with his family and close friends. Um, yeah. So that's, that's what I got today um, with miscellaneous what's new, but Wakanda forever. Wakanda and forever. And like you said, and like you said, you know, we're not promised tomorrow and he lived every day with intentionality. So um, that's he right. definitely left a huge legacy behind him and that's what we're trying to do here too with you know financial literacy and just like leaving a legacy impact one person impact one person you don't have to be black panther you you can be just be you and just impact one person you know and you'd be so surprised when you think i you know i think sometimes um it's some, sometimes it's from the most unexpected places when someone says like, oh, you, you did this and it inspired me, motivated me. And it, it, it like takes you, kind of takes you back a little bit. And you're like, me? Like, 
doing what? <laughs> you know, but, me. you can but, change the world. But you can change the world. Exactly. So um, I think we can totally leave it out on a weekly um, inspiration uh, that I did have. <laughs> and it's actually a quote that I found from Chadwick Ooh. Boseman. And the quote is, you have to cherish things in a different way when you know the clock is ticking and you are under pressure. Isn't that wow. crazy? Wow. That right? Is, wow. It hits so home. Profound. It does. Wow. Very profound. Well, I want to uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. Everybody, please, 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 please check out this financial e-course. Uh, check out Danielle's uh, social media. Check out everything because I, I just think it's great. <laughs> um, but it's a D classy. D classy on Instagram and D classy on Twitter as well. Um, and she will be um, putting some links up um, if she has it already with, with this podcast. I'm going to also uh, share this with you all. And if you're not following me, uh, you can follow me at Hey Alicia Hey on Instagram, on Twitter, I think on TikTok. I'm all over the place. On Twitch, I think I have a Twitch. <laughs> I don't use it, oh but I think God. I think I have a Twitch somewhere. Um, but I think I have a Twitch. That's funny. But uh, you can follow us there, and then also Chit Chat Connoisseur. Uh, that information is on Instagram as well. Uh, and I will be uploading this podcast very soon. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor FM. That's where you can check us out. Um, we're trying to be worldwide, people. So we're doing the best that we can. <laughs> but I appreciate you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. Danielle, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. This was fantastic. And for me, truly, this was awesome. Um, this was really good information. Um, sometimes I just chat about fun stuff, but I think it's important to kind of reel it in with things that are important and, and, and um, can help people in the end. So I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Blessings. Peace and blessings. Thanks. Love and, love and peace, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. No problem. For more information on Chit Chat Connoisseur Podcast, check out HeyAlicia.com slash podcast. See you soon.